remain standing just for a few minutes. It's good to be with family. Amen. Praise God. I was saved in this church 29 years ago. God is good. If you were here 29 years ago, I thought you were crazy. Still do. (laughs) But now I'm one of you. I'm so glad to be crazy for Jesus. Anybody crazy for him? Anybody excited about him? Isn't he good? Amen. Praise God. I'm not going to belabor anything. Uh, If you were raised in Antioch as a preacher, you adopt the DNA, and that's the that long-winded spirit. So I'm going to try to stay away from that. I won't chase any rabbits, won't go down any rabbit holes. Um, I promise myself that I'm just going to say what God has given me. I do believe, I do believe that I have a word specifically for this congregation. directly and so please accept it as such open your heart your spirit and allow God to do and say whatever he chooses to and then I'm going right out that door jumping in my car meet my wife that's that amen well, we serve a good God if you have your Bibles you can turn to Proverbs Chapter number 11, I'm going to read one verse of scripture, and you can be seated. Give honor to Bishop Wright, not here. Mother of all mothers, Mother Wright, who's not here. Pastor David Wright, who's not here. Give honor to them, his wife, family, and fellow brethren. The man who had to put up with me for years, give him a fit. Still putting up with him. And all these other guys and Brother Whaley and working with me over the years. and Brother you and watching Isaac grow up from a little terrible, yeah, seven. Yes. And what a work God has done. Amen. You see that? Give honor to my mother back there, Sister Middleton. And this wonderful congregation, I give honor to you tonight. All of my friends, Brother Benner. Brother Mark. Met him when he was a little baby. We took a trip down North Carolina and, and always have been in my life since. And, Give honor to the Lord most high. Proverbs 11 and 1. You can try to figure out where I'm going and have fun with it. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. I'll read that one more time because you didn't get it the first time. No. 
A false balance is an abomination unto the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach to you on this subject. God determines the balance. God determines the balance. It says here in uh, Proverbs 1, as we just read, that God is not for a false balance. He hates a false balance. It is, in fact, an abomination to him. It is something that he detests highly. Whenever you read scripture and God is uh, inspiring a man to pen this particular word, we need to pay attention to what is being communicated because it is the height or the epitome of God being deplorable about a particular thing in it's he he is he it he despises it beyond and God is love and God is good and God is just and when he wants to climax how he feels about something in a negative sense he uses this word abomination and we like to as holy living separated people use a particular scripture to uh, validate uh, what we believe we should look like on the outside concerning concerning gender. And we understand how God feels uh, about certain things as it relates to that. But he used that same word here in this passage of Scripture. And we need to understand, and I know you understand, that uh, when God uh, speaks a lot of times in very natural and physical and temporal things, there is an underlying meaning or a a figurative uh, line of communication he's trying to communicate. And, and so it's not always this practical thing that God is referring to. It's a, it's a principle, if you will. If God feels a certain way about a particular thing that's natural, you can look at a spiritual application or a, an application that's uh, figurative speaking. And so I want you to kind of broaden your understanding in terms of what's transpiring here. God hates and he detests a false balance. A balance is a set of scales, as we know, that has two pans. And these pans are used to weigh through a uh, standardized measuring system. And this measuring system is really based on honesty. And, and, And everything is done emphasizing the person that you are in business with or that you are making a deal with that this person is being honest you see because the weights or the the balance that was used it could be altered to give a false impression and so God is against anything that will bring about a false evaluation, if you will. And, and so he says a false balance, a deceptive balance, a deceitful or something that beguiles is something that God detests. It's, it, it's when you try to delude the truth or impose an, uh, a misleading belief in something. 
And so he's saying, hey, if if you're bringing something to the table and and you're trying to uh, trick someone and, be, and to deceive someone into thinking something is a, a certain uh, a weight, if you will, and it's actually different than what you're presenting. And he said, it's detestable. It's an uh, abomination to me because God hates anything that's false. False evaluation and this particular word balance in the, the Hebrew by extension it, and figuratively it means it's a righteous evaluation of motives and action. And so a lot of times in scripture where you see the word balance, it's not only speaking of the, the natural balance or scale or weight, but it's also speaking figuratively of a righteous evaluation of uh, your motive and action. And so when you would bring a particular scale to the table, it would prove your, 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 eva- or it would evaluate your motives and your actions. So figuratively, God, uh, God is against false evaluation of motives and actions. He detests those things. And I, I know you, you're clamming up like, oh, where are you going? You talking about me? No, we're going to get where we're going. So he, he's against it. He's against anything that's false, that, that brings a false representation. And we can take it off the table and apply it to our lives as we walk with God. He's uh, against, he, it's an abomination to him that, that, that we would try to have anything that, that would tip the scales one way or another. And so God delights, though, in a proper balance. He likes it when things are weighed properly, when it's pre- presented properly. So, if you will, the first principle in this is God is against anything that's misleading and deceptive. And, and, and he doesn't want us to be misled. And he don't want us to mislead others. Amen. The second principle is God delights in a proper balance. Uh, so oftentimes, here we go, that we feel the weights in our lives are not properly balanced. And we feel the things that happen in our lives uh, and the scales of justice in our lives are, are kind of off and imbalanced, unequal or stacked against us many times. Or we don't tell everybody else how we really feel. Oh, no. We say things like, uh, I, I, and, and behind closed doors, I, I, I just can't catch a break. Right. <laughs> yeah, y'all, you're laughing, right? If it's not one thing, it's another. There's always something going on. Come on, God, cut me a break. Give me some slack. Oh, I know I'm talking to apostolics in here. Behind closed doors, we're fuming and fussing, and, and but when we hop in the car and then come to church, we put on our smile and say, "Oh, hallelujah! And all is well. Hey, everything is good. God is good all the time." Now we just got out of the car talking about, ah, you know, give me a break. Oh, I'm gonna get all in the business. We will mislead others 
into thinking everything is going great. Why is it that we feel because we are apostolics, uh, everything's supposed to be A-OK and everything's supposed to go like cake? Cake was a call. Everything's a cakewalk, or everything's supposed to be good and easy. I'm telling you what. As long as I've been living for God, it's not always that way. We 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 were like, oh hey, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm good. You just got out of the car, and say you wasn't good to your wife and your kids. Oh, man, we wake up. Oh, I feel so bad. I just got on the wrong side of the bed and someone called you. Hey, praise the Lord. How you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, brother. That's not what we just said five minutes ago. Because we think in order to be spiritual, we have to kind of let everybody else see that everything is weighed properly. But God doesn't want us uh, to tip the scales uh, and to deceive our brothers and sisters. False balance, if you will. And so we, if we're sick in our bodies, I heard some people, I mean, they get in your face coughing and sneezing and snotting and you don't really want to touch them. They, they, and then want to shake your hand. And I'm like, okay. And I'm a germaphobe, so then I'm going running to the thing. Lather up, and I'm just not going to do my hands. I'm going to do my head, my toes, my feet, everything. Amen. I'm going to come out quarantined. They are. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Praise God. I'm good. Uh, uh, and then it's, uh, 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 you actually got a coat. Oh, I'm not claiming that. I'm not going to claim that sickness. You're coughing. But I can't claim it. Oh, that makes you spiritual because you don't want to say you're coughing. That's a false weight. Improper balance. It's okay to be sick sometimes. It doesn't make you more spiritual when you come in here and you're sick and coughing and you want to claim, oh, I I won't claim that. Don't claim your sickness. Don't claim your miracle also. You can't get healed if you're not sick. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not sick. Well, fine. Don't get your healing then. He despises falsehood. Proverbs 20, 23 says it this way. Divers waits are an abomination unto the Lord, and a false balance is not good. The English Standard Version says this way, unequal weights are an abomination unto the Lord, and false scales are not good. God is not into things being unequal. And I'm telling you what, you know, we want to make things look like it's okay when it's not. And some of us, we, we complain all the time like, I never, I can't catch a break. We tell our brothers and sisters something else. And, but let me tell you, you, some of us think we have it so bad behind closed doors. Oh, I'm, I know you're not going to say yes, what's going on. 
had people that, oh, they, they, nothing ever goes good that way. We get to comparing ourselves with somebody else. Let me tell you something. God is not into unequal ba- balances. Uneven scales. If one thing we know about God, he's going to always even things out in your life. Uh, things are never going to be too high and things will never be too low. Uh, God will not place you in a situation where he will keep you down. Uh, if you have some bad things happening in your life, uh, just look up into the hills uh, from which cometh your help. Uh, your help coming from God. Uh, he's never going to leave you down. Though I fall, I shall arise and get back. I'm so glad every time my wife and I, we go through something, I'm like, oh, okay, honey, just hold on. I've learned over the years, when you go through a bad season, your blessing is on the way. When you go through difficult times, get your head up, get your hands up, get your praise on, and understand God won't leave you in an uneven place. That's the God we serve. He, he not, he's not a lopsided God. Uneven, unbalanced. He delights in a just balance, in an even balance. That gives me hope when I'm going through something. That get, that encourages me when I'm feeling sick and sometimes I don't feel like getting out of the bed. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, here we go again. We need to be honest with ourselves and with one another. It's okay to be human. It's okay to get weary. It's okay to feel faint. Oh, you said, oh, the, the, the Bible says don't be weary and well-doing. You find out a lot of times Jesus was weary and well-doing. That word weary means don't just lose heart. Don't completely give up. The scripture says the Lord gave and the Lord have taken away blessed be the name of the lord oh yes we want to talk about when the lord has given can you be like job and sometimes say hey if something is leaving me the lord has taken away but blessed be the name of the lord hey i want to share a testimony when everything is going right when i'm in the plus but you ought to be able like job to share a testimony when god does the taking away also know who I'm teaching and preaching to. I'm here, I believe, to tell you, Antioch Central, it may seem as though God has been taken away. But there is a balance. It may seem as though God is removing here we go. Now things are being taken away over here and uh, things are being taken away over there. Can I tell you that God is a God of balance and he won't always take away. There's coming a day that God is going to add to Antioch Central. I wish I had somebody to believe that. Proverbs 18 verse number Proverbs 16 I'm sorry number 11 a just weight in the balance you can put that do you have that 16 11 let me put my glasses on a just weight 
and balance are the Lord's. And though all the weights of the bag are his work. I said, the weight, everything that you go through individually, and everything we go through collectively, the balance is the Lord. When the weight is over here and it's against you, and the weight is over here and it's for you, all the weights and the balance of the Lord. So when I'm going through difficulty, it belongs to God. When things are up, it belongs to God. All the weights are in his bag. It's his work. It's not an accident. It's his work. Amen. I got a question for you. When Jesus was hung, suspended in an air on a stick, a cross, a stake, what, what, was that the devil? Was that humanity? It was preordained. It was predestined uh, for him uh, to, to, to be hung on the cross. It, it was God's work. And when we go through things in our lives, and we want to blame the devil. We want to blame our wives. We want to blame our husbands. We want to blame our kids who aren't right. We want to blame the parents. We want to blame, blame uh, society or the system. Could it be God working behind the scenes? moving over here taking away over there and it seems like hey things are weighed against me I know some of you feel like things are weighed against you they're stacked against you I'm here to give you a word Antioch the apostolic church it may seem a certain way but God is not into deception God is not into trickery God is not in to making sure you stay down but he's also not into you staying up all the time the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8 talks about the children of Israel for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land everybody say good land Now, in this good land, Deuteronomy 8 and 7, it was the land of promise. It was what God had foreordained. It was the place that they should be in. It was what God had promised from ages. And he spoke to generations and generations. And and finally, it came to pass. And when God began to speak, for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water and of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys. And hills, highs and lows. You, if you're going to get the promises of God, you must understand even in the promise, there are highs and there are lows. Take me to the low places, God. Just as much as you would take me to the high places. Oh, hallelujah. Because God is a God of balance never say I have it so bad I'm telling you what you don't need to you need to get your eyes open because uh, you don't see the good things that God is doing if God is doing something on this side on the left side I'm telling you God is always doing something on the right side always because he's a God of balance how many know what I'm talking about 
God uses the seams a pendulum. Having us swinging back and forth, if you will. Back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, we're doing a waltz. And back and forth. And, and that's how you may not like it. Huh? God keeps us moving and God keeps us going. And, and what happens, see, a pendulum is used to, to measure movement. And it is used to measure movement. And some pendulums can detect an earthquake that's moving beneath the surface. And, and God is using certain instruments and, and certain measurements uh, to see our actions and our motives and our movements. And, and when God places us in this situation, he's trying to see uh, how we feel. Are we trusting him? How are we going to react? How are we responding to him? Are we getting bent out of shape? Are we giving up hope? And God uses these things to measure us to see where we are. Because it's all about measuring. Everything that we go through, it's a test. Uh, you, When you get a blessing, what we call blessing, it, it's a test. What are you going to do with it? Uh, hey, when things go wrong, what, what are you going to do? Uh, how are you going to act when your sister get blessed? Uh, when your brother gets something from God and, and we've been like, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, the biggest test is when you're paying your tithes. And you can't make your way through. and You can't even get your groceries. And, and then somebody's coming at you. know they're doing wrong. And they, they, they break out this big wide water. And you're like, hey, how they get all that? I'm doing right. And, and God will allow them to flash it before your face. And all along, he has that camera. And he zoomed in. And he wants to see your attitude. He wants to see your motive. He wants to see your disposition. Can you still have the right frame of mind and the right attitude when that person is up and you're down? Oh, hallelujah. And so we always want to be up. I don't know, but, I, you know, we want to be like Peter. Amen. God, uh, Jesus said, come on, Peter, James, and John. You boys come with me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just leave the other nine. And they, oh, yes. That's right. Sons of thunder. Amen. The ear surgeon. That's Peter. And it, this guy, they get up to the mountaintop. Amen. And uh, everything is wonderful. And they, you know, they with Jesus. And, and all of a sudden, uh, they get a glimpse of his glory. Oh, yes. We, we're very important. Hey, uh, we better set up some tabernacles. I know we're not coming down from this glory. And, and Peter says, hey, we, we, we got to build some tents. It's good for us to be up here. Hey, and then they get to see Moses uh, and, and, and Elijah, wasn't it? Uh, and, and they, oh, man, they seen him more, the one who was raptured and taken up to heaven in the chariots. And we don't even know what happened to Moses. They couldn't even find his body. They still looking right now. <laughs> And they get to see him appear and everything is wonderful. And they're ready to set up camp. And, and Peter's like, ho, ho, we, we got to set up tabernacles. And Jesus is like, son, I'm sorry, we're ready to go back down. No, no, we can't go back down there. 
You see, we, 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 and I, we like this. We get to those certain places in God and, and we get a word from God. Uh, we get a promise from God. So when somebody prophesies over us and we get something to happen. And as soon as it happens, as soon as the oil drips, uh, God is saying, go back down. No, no, God, I got to remain in this spot for a little while. No, you need to go back down. I don't understand it. You can't stay up here. You'll develop hypoxia. Your stuff will start to happen to you because the pressure is not here. The, oh, hallelujah. Let me talk to you. It, it is often said in, in science, in medical science, uh, that the bar- barometric pressure is at the greatest point at sea level. And so uh, the the body does better at sea level. And so even though we want to be in the high mountains, it's better for you to be down low. We want to be up top. And so it feels better when we go up top, go up high. But when you begin to uh, go to higher altitudes, no barometric pressure. That barometric means atmospheric pressure. And so there's atmospheric pressure down low. Oh, hallelujah. And see, we don't want to be down here amongst the pressure in the atmosphere. And so we want to go up higher where there's no pressure. You see, that's why we always want to be up here because we don't want to face the pressure that God is working in our lives. But it's better for you to have some pressure in your life. Oh, hallelujah. See, when there's no pressure, your, your body begins to tell you. You start getting uh, developing pains and, and even migraines and headaches and everything else. And, and then you lose oxygen and, and you can't survive up there that long. God is saying it's okay to climb up sometimes. It feels good to be up there sometimes, but you must understand he can't leave you up there because it's not good for you. Sometimes it's better for you to get decided. I'm going down to the mountain. I'm going from the mountain down to the valley because in the promise of God, there's mountains and valleys. So old song says hills and valleys. I love that song. Amen. And so, the Bible tells us, and I, I, I'm, I'm wrapping this thing up. I told you I wasn't going to be long. The Bible tells us that Bel- Belshazzar, he was the grandson, actually, of Nebuchadnezzar. He, he, it says he's a son, but it's really not the son. He's really the grandson, and I don't have the time to get into all that. But he's the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. And it says that uh, his uh, mother, well, she was the queen, had come to him. And uh, because he had seen a hand writing on the wall and he could not interpret the handwriting on the wall and none of his wise men and his uh, soothsayers and and no one could explain the writing on the wall he had 
had a great party, and for lack of time, I want to get into all the detail. He he had uh, the all his uh, homies, if you will. Can I can I use that here? So we use homies and his his posse. He had his entourage and. They were his peeps and they were celebrating and they were having a good time and God had given him the kingdom. You have to understand God has set him up for it. Amen. If anyone is in position, the Bible tells us that God places them there whether you like it or not. And sometimes God will elevate someone to check you out. They know they don't belong up there. And so he started to get cocky. He, he was the third actually in charge, and his father was actually still alive. He was, I don't have time to get into the history of it, but and the point of it is, is, is he didn't own the whole kingdom. And when he made the promise to Daniel, he said, I'll give you a third of it because he, he, didn't, he didn't own all of it. I'll give you a third of the kingdom. And, and, and so he, he uh, saw the handwriting on the wall. You can put uh, Daniel chapter 5 and 24, and he saw him trying to, without me having to read all the, the whole uh, chapter. And uh, he, he saw the handwriting on the wall and, and he, he, the Bible says his bowels was loose and, and uh, I think it says his, loin, his loins were loosed. So I interpret that as something else. Knees were buckling under. Don't interpret, huh? You get it. See, so we, we're too spiritual. We can't, we can't say stuff like that. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, well. And so his mother said, now come on. Now you know that your, 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 your father, it was his grandfather, you, you, what had, you, knew, you knew what happened with him. And, and he was the king of all the earth. And he, his kingdom reigned uh, throughout all the earth. He was a powerful man. And, and uh, he had a, a, a prophet in his kingdom that told him things and et cetera, et cetera. He said, okay, get that guy, that Hebrew guy, Daniel. And, and, and Daniel came and Daniel began to talk to him and about what was transpiring, you see. And, and, and Daniel began to prophesy to him or communicate to him. And when he pulled Daniel from his place, he said, hey, look, look, let me tell you something. Your father, you knew about your father. Your father had uh, dominion over all the earth. And that wasn't enough for him. And so then he wanted to steal God's glory. He wasn't satisfied. He wanted to tip the scale. He wanted to stack things up on this side of the scale because it wasn't enough what God had given him. And so now he wanted to add to the scale and put some weight over here to make himself more than he really was. And the Bible says he elevated himself and he began to act like he was God himself. And the Bible says that God touched him and gave him, just messed his mind up. And then he ended up uh, going, uh, becoming a madman and, and, and growing wild hair and, and, and everything else. So one day he acknowledged that God was the God of heaven and earth. And, and, and then Daniel said, you knew about everything that happened to your father. You knew his position. You saw him being elevated and you saw him being taken down because he tried to lift himself up above measure. And then Daniel says, then was the part of the hand sent from him, from God. 
And this writing was written. And this is the writing that was written. Mini, mini, tekel, you, you farson. This is the interpretation is many mean God has numbered you. Numbered your kingdom. Numbered your life. And, and, and he finished it and tackle thou art weighed in the balance and are found wanting. Paris is the kingdom is divided. And so the prophet was telling him, yes, God saw you and your, your attitude and your disposition and everything was okay. God set you up to be a king, but that wasn't good enough. You wanted to tip the scale in your direction. And so you went to get the vessels that belonged to the children of Israel and you wanted to make party with that. And God was not pleased with your doings. And then God said, hey, this is what's going to happen. You see, it's when we tip the scale. And the Bible says here that he, he told this, uh, this king, he said, you are being weighed in the balance. But you're found lacking and wanting. Could it be everything that we go through in life that we are being weighed in the balance? Everything that we go through, when we go through difficult times, we're being weighed in the balance. When we are, things are going well, and it seems like everything is that, that, that we're on the right side of the scale, we are being weighed in the balance. And God is weighing us in the balance to see our reactions. Job said it this way as I'm getting ready to come to a close job chapter 31 and verse 6 let me be weighed in an even balance that god verse number six may know mine integrity job said hey everything i'm going through everything that i'm facing I understand I'm going through a test, but let me be weighed in an even balance. Hey, I can't have it when everything is a-okay. He had camels and he had donkeys. He had everything was going good. He was a rich man and Job understood when he was going through something and he didn't want the weight stacked up one way. So he said, God, I'm going through what I'm going through, but let me be weighed in an even balance because I can't have it all good. God gives and God takes away. God, I want you to know my integrity. You see, because sometimes God, hey, when everything is going well, we wake up, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping and everything else, the flowers are blooming. Hey, man, your wife got the coffee on and, hey, man, got the eggs going, the bacon going. Uh, hey, man, you laying back on your bed and the next thing you know, she throw that thing at you. You got your, you know, your, your juice, everything else, and everything is wonderful. She throw your slippers out, get to making the bath for you. You get in the bath, you get up, everything is just lovely. Kids coming up, grabbing your lugs, legs. I love you, daddy. You walk out the door, you get a call from your job and, and the boss says, hey, Hey, you're getting a raise. Come on in. Uh, everything is just going wonderful. And you can go praise God. Hallelujah. God is so good. 
But what if you get up on the wrong side of the bed and stump your toe? You get in the shower and there's no hot water. You go to light the stove and it won't come on. You try to go start your car and it won't start. And you got a flat and you get fired from your God, your job. Can you say, blessed be the name of the Lord? Place me in an even balance, God, so you may know my integrity. Antioch Central, God is having you in one place. You ought to rejoice. It may seem like things are working against you. God gives and God takes away. You ought to rejoice in God anyhow. Hey, Paul said, I'm going to rejoice in my infirmities. Hey, I was called up to the third heaven. I saw things that's unlawful for me to talk about. But God had to give a balance in my life. So he sent a thorn in the flesh to buffet me. God's going to always make sure there's a balance. Won't you stand, please? God is going to always make sure there's a balance. But we are being weighed in the balance. The weights and the bags belong to him. And when we go through what we go through, when things are going so well that we kind of get that little attitude, yeah, see, that's because I'm, I'm the man. Oh, that's right. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm the woman. You know what I mean? I said, I'm it. Because I, I did something right. You know what? You can do something. You can do things completely wrong and God can still bless you. Oh, hallelujah. I know y'all don't believe that. And you can do everything right and God will send a Job experience your way. So you can't measure. What God is doing by your, by what you, how, how, you know, how you do things. And you can't measure the things that's going on in your life with someone else's. And you, you, you're going through a different, you can't measure because God may work something out. I don't know what God will have to do in my life to, to, to offset my high. And some of you, oh, I'm going through such a, I don't know why I'm going through such a good, uh, uh, such a hard time. Because maybe God has taken you to a higher level. And a higher place. And, and you can't look at what you go through and what you experience. You can't compare it with someone else. And hello, I'm talking to somebody. I believe the word for this congregation tonight is. You're being weighed in the balances. Please don't be found wanting. You're being weighed in the balance. No matter where you are in your walk, your ministry, your place in this body, what this congregation may have to do and face. Antioch Central, you're being weighed in the balance. But it's a just balance. God is, doesn't delight in an uneven balance. 
Can I get this church, this congregation, just to come up to the altar? It's a congregation, especially if you're faithful to this ministry, faithful to this church. And even as an individual, you feel like, you know what, you're going through some things and maybe you didn't quite see it this way. Maybe you feel like God was being unfair and unjust and unkind. Maybe things has been happening in your life and you're try, trying to ask God, what in the world is going on? Why is this happening this way? And I know we would do things differently. Could it be that God is weighing you in the balance? God determines the balance. God told Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I know the thoughts I think towards you. God said, I'm going to bring you to an expected end. I know my plan and my purpose for you. It may not look good sometimes, but you're being weighed in that balance, you see. God is not just placing you in situations and he's weighing those situations, but he's actually weighing you. Your motives, your intentions, your responses, your actions, and your movements. Why don't we just lift our hands up to him? And like Job, God, whatever you have to do in my life, weigh me in the balance. Weigh me in an even balance, oh God. Don't let me get too high and don't let me get too low. Job said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust you. Come on, if you got sickness in your body, you can trust him. If your body is racked with pain, you can trust him. He's not always going to take it away. Come on, when we talk to the Lord all over the house. Use this right now, oh God. Use it for your glory. Place me, God, in an even balance. The weights are in your hand. The bags are in your hand. I'm going to trust you, Lord. Come on, that's it. Come on, God is talking to somebody specifically. God is talking to someone directly. God is talking to someone individually. He's talking to us collectively. Oh, hallelujah. God, know my integrity. Know my heart. Examine my motives. Pay close attention to my actions. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Come on, Antioch Central. Yes, we've been weighed in the palace. In Jesus' name.